this urine pH change just with just with stress, right? Like what was going on? It turns out cortisol increases hydrogen ion secretion across the renal tubules, creating a more acidic urine pH. So this is such an important biohack because we know an elevated urine pH is associated with decreased inflammation, you know, good metabolism and decreased osteoporosis and osteopenia. So there's so many good reasons to have an alkaline urine pH, but what's going to get us there? It's not just what we eat. It's what we think too. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and click that subscribe button down below. It's a little red button. You punch that and it's going to notify you every time we put out a new episode that can help you improve your bone health. And then also, if you haven't done so already, head over to bonecoach.com, sign up for the free seven day osteoporosis kickstart. That's going to walk you through everything you need to be doing right now to get on the path to improvement and stronger bones. After you do those two things, go ahead and press play on this episode and I'll see you inside. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Bone Coach Show. Joining us today to explore hormones, healthy eating, and bone health is Dr. Anna Kabeca. Dr. Anna Kabeca is a triple board certified and fellow of gynecology and obstetrics, integrative medicine, and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. She has special certifications in functional medicine, sexual health, and bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. For the past 20 years, she's served 10,000 plus women in her private practice and millions more through her books, online videos and articles. When her own health took a troubling turn during menopause, she sought out the wisdom of healers around the world. She learned that modern medicine and time-tested natural remedies are not at odds. Working together, they create indisputable results and true well-being. Using delicious healing foods and simple lifestyle changes, Dr. Anna reclaimed her health and her life. Fueled by her belief that every woman deserves to be empowered and in control of their health and their life, she developed the Keto Green Lifestyle, which has helped thousands of women opt out of menopause misery and experience a joyful transition to the next stage of their lives. With her methods, you too can breeze through menopause into your second spring, feeling the best you ever have. Dr. Anna, super happy to have you here. Welcome to the show. It's great to be here with you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad you're here. So uh, the first thing I'd like to dive into is... Um, you know, you mentioned bioidentical hormone therapy is something that uh, you're extremely familiar with. You've helped a lot of people with. Why is hormone optimization so important for bone health? And and what do optimized hormones even look like? Yeah. Well, first of all, we know that um, according to many, many scientific articles, estrogen helps decrease bone loss and progesterone and testosterone and even DHEA actually help build bone. And, and this is really important because as we hit our mid thirties, our progesterone levels start to decline. And with that estrogen, testosterone and DHEA, all these hormone levels start to decline. So our, and women, we have 10 times less testosterone than men. And that's the anabolic steroid that keeps your bones strong and muscles intact and all these good things. Um, so it becomes a really critical issue. And I've had women in their thirties with osteoporosis because of hormone insufficiencies and inflammation, always say two key things affect our, you know, underlying cause of so many illnesses, including osteoporosis, cancer, heart disease comes down to two key things. And that is inflammation and hormone imbalance. So we have to address those two things. And when our hormones are optimized, it, it looks like energetic, joyful, happy, peaceful, calm, reasonable. I mean, all these things in the Bible, it says gifts of the spirit, right? There are gifts of the spirit. And uh, I'm definitely, I, I need to receive some more of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
well, I know you did just receive a wonderful gift here recently, which is a uh, brand new uh, baby grandchild, which congratulations on that. That's amazing. Yes, thank you. And seriously, you know, one of those things that I had to come to terms with is be, being a grandma. Like, what does being a grandma look to me like to me? And I didn't know my grandparents. They all died of heart disease and, and diabetes and cancer at young ages before I was born. And my mom died at age 67 with diabetes and heart disease. So she didn't get to know, this is 24 years ago, so she didn't get to know my children. She didn't get to know them. And I, I saw her sick on oxygen, despite the best ivory tower medical care, right? Again, if I knew then what I know now, it would have been a different scenario. And I think this is really important because as, as women and men, when we age, we have an image in our our mind. What does that look like? Is that retired, sitting on a porch spring, swing? You know, I mean, what does it look like? Is it walking with the taint, uh, cane bent over because it's in my family history? It's in my genes. Osteoporosis is in my genes. Heart disease is in my genes. Diabetes is in my genes. And I can tell you from having all of those genes, especially diabetes and, and heart disease on both sides of my family, it is, it is the lifestyle and the way we nourish our body um, that is completely game-changing for the future. So we have to shift our mindset because we're seeing a lot of illness and rapid aging around us and debilitating diseases. So becoming a grandma, for me, like all of a sudden I was uh, becoming a grandma and I gained 15 pounds and I started feeling tireder. And I was like, what is happening with me? And so I kind of drew that connection. What do I believe about you know, as a grandma, you know, my mom, you know, she was a baker and a cook. And I'm thinking, okay, I got to bring these pastries over. Like, what am I doing bringing pastries? I'm keto green. Like, what is going on here? It's expression of grandmotherly love, right? I've had to completely, um, you know, refocus and be aware, right? We can't change what we're not aware of. And that's what I love about your podcast, Kevin, because we're addressing the underlying issues. And that's so important. Awareness is key. We can't change what we're not aware of. And sometimes it's toxic thoughts that lead us to toxic behaviors. And anyway, so that's my, my scenario. I'm becoming a, I mean, grandma doesn't suit me. So I'm trying to come up with another name. In Arabic, it's Teta. Um, yeah. It can be, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Gigi. I like that too. And my um, family, they've been having fun with my name, Anna. So it's like Grana or Nana. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, I like, I like what you had just mentioned there. It's a lot of times, and I hear this too, is a lot of people see what happened with their family members or their mother or their grandmother. And they think that, you know, just because that happened to them, that it has to be the same, you know, for, for them, they almost take that on as their identity or their determined fate. Uh, but that doesn't have to be the case. Um, I, I'm interested, you know, what are some of the, the, the biggest health issues or concerns that you see in the women that you've worked with and help? What are, what are some of the biggest ones? Well, definitely weight gain, fatigue, um, memory loss, hair loss, uh, those are some of the most common symptoms, hot flashes and night sweats, difficulty sleeping, mood swings. There, there are, you know, a handful of very common um, symptoms that usually come together. They usually come in groups, those symptoms. And I think that those are um, red flags that there's hormone imbalance. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Your doctor can say your labs are normal and you're, uh, you're struggling, 
And that means we have to get to the functional issues. You know, you, you often talk about insulin resistance and the role that that can play also in, you know, health issues and weight gain and things like that. Can you talk a little bit about that too? Yeah, it is a critical issue. And this is where, again, diabetes on both sides of my family actually just recorded a, a, you know, a masterclass because some people don't realize two of the most common risk, I mean, two significant risk factors for diabetes is menopause and having your ovaries removed hysterectomy and ovarian removal, but ovarian removal specifically. So increases your risk for diabetes. Like who knew about this? Well, this is really important to understand because a lot of times, what's the reason for the hysterectomy in the first place, right? We have to go back to that. Could it have been estrogen dominance, which would, you know, uh, affect your levels of sex hormone binding globulin, right? And can also affect your testosterone levels, your bone health, et cetera, all the way down the line. Insulin is one of these key hormones that is critical to our reproductive hormones. And um, and so understanding that piece is so key because generally as we get older, what's happening in menopause, we're naturally becoming more insulin resistant, more prone to prediabetes and diabetes. So we have to enhance, we have to create insulin sensitivity as a cure. And I write this in my first book called The Hormone Fix, that it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. And I wish it was all about our reproductive hormones, especially as a gynecologist and having spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and studying this, right? But it comes down to really insulin and cortisol as the key factors. And that's that led me into the keto green lifestyle because with ketosis, we become more insulin sensitive. Every one of us will improve our hemoglobin A1C. Every, every, every one of us will improve with the keto green way, a healthy ketogenic diet that I talk about. And so, and then the green part, the alkalinizing part, it's about shifting our physiology to one that's that's more stable, that's more minerally balanced, that's, you know, sustainable for the long haul. And so that alkalinity factor uh, is, is a key part. And that's also managing cortisol, the hormone that breaks us down. So it's a combination of things, addressing insulin, addressing cortisol, and empowering oxytocin, our most powerful hormone of our body. That's fantastic. And and just for listeners who may not know, or viewers who may not know, you know, can you just talk a little bit about ketosis, what it is, how it helps our health, um, and, and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, a couple of reasons why, you know, first I would just say a couple of reasons why I went into the ketogenic lifestyle was number one, I'm very familiar with it because I have a daughter uh, with seizures. And so ketogenic diets can definitely help neurologic function and decrease uh, seizures by raising the seizure threshold. So that's a critically important awareness for, it was very important for me. And yet in working and also uh, very carb restricted diets for my candidiasis patients that had chronic candidiasis, recurrent yeast infections or whatever it may be, uh, mold toxicity, et cetera. So that's an important component. And I would, I, 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 at age 48, was going through the second kind of menopause, you know, downward spiral with all of those symptoms I mentioned, difficulty sleeping. I was sleeping three or four hours a night, you know, uh, mood swings, irritability, brain fog, memory loss. And that was a really big trigger. But the most, you know, they say the straw that broke the camel's back was um, the weight gain. Because I'd been well over 240 pounds at one point and lost that weight and kept it off. And then all of a sudden, 20 pounds up overnight, I didn't know when it was going to stop, right? And so I'm like, I'm cutting out all carbs. This is going to 
shift going keto and I didn't feel good. And then I recalled with my patients who would come into my office and I'd put them on this carb restriction. They would say, Dr. Anna, I feel like I'm hitting a wall. I don't like how I feel on this. And so we would modify things. And so it was a really big um, transition point in my, my career, my life. And I was like, what is going on? Why am I feeling this way? Getting enough protein. And I know like I wasn't getting the alkalinizers and I, alkaline food and vegetables as much as carbs. And so I checked my urine pH and this is like, was a huge aha moment for me, Kevin, because I checked my urine pH and it was like at the low, the paper, you know, was at the lowest that the paper actually read. So, I mean, it's a 5.0. So urine pH at a healthy level should be seven or above. And so it was very acidic and that was an aha moment for me. Like, of course. And then that, you know, you know, I'm not talking about blood pH. I'm really talking about urine pH as a biomarker, a biohacking biomarker for longevity. And that for me was like, oh, I've got to add the alkalinizers in. I've got to add the greens. And so with a ketogenic diet, you're high fat, uh, moderate protein, and you're very restricted carbohydrate. And for women, it's usually below 40 grams of carbohydrate. I don't do net carbs. I don't confuse the picture. I mean, it's just like, that's just too much. So I, um, so I look at it that way. So adding in, you know, those net, those carbs, but in the form of alkalinizers, herbs, spices, dark green leafy sprouts, especially cruciferous vegetables to help with estrogen detoxification in a healthy way. So, so that's the keto green approach, but ketosis for women is different than for men. We have to have the high quality protein. We have to have the alkalinizers. We also have to intermittent fast. It takes us longer to get into autophagy. It takes us longer to get into ketosis than guys do. Again, you know, more testosterone, more muscle, it's going to get you there quicker. So that difference is crucial. And then adding the alkalinizers. Kevin and I share this because checking, again, checking your pH is so key. It really was integral to saying it's not enough, just what we're eating. Because the mornings, as I started checking my urine pH, and I recommend everyone do this every time, especially going, changing anything in their life or just seeing where you're at, check your urine pH every time you use the bathroom, every time you pee. And it's going to tell you something about not just how you're nourishing your body or like, I'll be acidic right now because I just did an hour infrared hot yoga class, right? So I know I'm going to be acidic right now, but I'm going to alkalinize for the rest of the day till I break, you know, till I'm going to alkalinize, have some you know, minerals and my mighty maca plus before I, you know, break fast specifically. So what I noticed was that those mornings though, that I would get up and do my gratitude journaling or my prayer and devotion time or walk on the beach, I was more alkaline all day. I mean, I was tracking all day, right? I'm a good tracker of tests. Don't guess what gets measured gets managed, right? And so I uh, was more alkaline all day and I was like baffled. I was baffled. Now, back on my history, I worked for the US Navy. I worked in hyperbaric medicine and exercise physiology. So measuring, you know, at, you know, acid levels, measuring pH levels, blood pH levels in our divers at, you know, under duress and restrict, you know, high pressure atmospheres, et cetera, was part of my, part of my pre-medical school life, right? So many, over 30 years ago. 
And uh, so this was part of my, yeah, pre-medical school life. So relying back on that respiratory physiology, exercise physiology information and data about, you know, how we will rob Peter to pay Paul to maintain our blood pH. And that's so true, especially when we're in acidic thoughts, acidic lifestyle. But anyway, this urine pH changed just with just with stress, right? Like what was going on? It turns out cortisol increases hydrogen ion secretion across the renal tubules, creating a more acidic urine pH. So this is such an important biohack because we know an elevated urine pH is associated with decreased inflammation, you know, good metabolism and decreased osteoporosis and osteopenia. So there's so many good reasons to have an alkaline urine pH, but what's going to get us there? It's not just what we eat. It's what we think too. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, and um, you, you know, I know you have, have mentioned keto green a few times and you mentioned some other ways of maybe specifically approaching eating to support this healthy way of living. Um, I'd love for you, I know you've got a new book out that, that's getting ready to come out or, or, you know, at the time of this recording is released, it may be right around that time, but it's called Menu Pause. And I'd actually love for you to just share a little bit about maybe what that is, how it ties in some of the things you're even talking about right now. Yeah, because, you know, food is medicine. And um, being a student of, of food is medicine and also international medicine, I really used that in my in my work with my clients. And um, it's a beautiful thing. And I think we don't understand it enough. Physicians initially were um, known to be educators and also the chefs to the like the chefs to the royalty, back to the Ottoman Empire, the physicians prepared the food for the kings. So I think it's important to remember that, that by, like, I think we've gone so far away from what it, you know, what that means in the U.S., but to rely on food as medicine, the basics, how do we empower our patients in doing this? And it's 90%, over 90% in their own hands, in their own control. And I always say 90% because I'm still an egotistical physician. I want 10% for me. Okay, you need my 10%, that that compounded bioidentical hormone. I'm going to get you there, right? And, and I do believe in that. And I created many natural options to supplement hormones, powders, and creams, and all this good stuff that definitely helps. 90% is within each of our control. And again, if I haven't lived through this, I wouldn't have believed it. And, um, and it's, it's been a journey for me too. So, so the, um, menu pause, which you gotta love the name, right. Came out from, um, working through my first book, the hormone fix. And that really helped me create my second book, which is keto green 16, a 16 day keto green plan with 16 hours intermittent fasting. And then clients, cause I have this huge online community and they'd be like, well, Dr. Ian, I'm, I'm stuck here. I'm hitting a plateau here. Everything was working now. You know, I've got this pause and, uh, or this plateau and I'm like, okay, well let's pause inflammatory foods. Let's eliminate nightshades or let me see what you're doing. Okay. Let's just, let's just go vegetarian for a week and see if we can't, you know, help your gut microbiome or get rid of constipation that you're dealing with, or, you know, you're, it seems you're having difficulty uh, digesting anything. And maybe there's small intestinal bowel overgrowth and some autoimmunity. Maybe we need to go carnivore-ish for a little bit. So these different five plans are each five, six day plans, quick and, um, 
restorative and each one will tell you a little bit about you. And then I have a cleanse in there and also a carb up plan because sometimes we've been so keto green for so long or keto for so long, we need to actually add some carbs back. And especially as women to get a good night's sleep. And what does that look like for you? So I've created healthy diets. Plus I include sidebars about menopause around the world. Yeah. And there's it's, it's a great, great plan. So five great plans in menu pause and 120, over 120 recipes and color photography. And it's a beautiful book to oh, the pictures have are and give. The pictures are beautiful. I looked at them. Um, and you know what I like about what you're talking about here, uh, Dr. Anna, is it's not like there's just this rigid framework that there's not flexibility at all. Uh, it sounds like there's some ability to make some adjustments and tweaks and um, you know, there are some great things to support you in doing so. Yes, absolutely. And so these, you know, we get stuck in doing the same thing. We will never do the same exercise every day. We shouldn't eat the same food every day. We have to change things up. And JJ Virgin says you have to cross train your diet. I completely agree. We need metabolic flexibility in order to do that. We have to address, we have to address our carbohydrate consumption, but we don't want to, you know, impair it. We need to you know, we need to create resilience. So we need to challenge it sometimes. Yeah. How's that pancreas doing? You forgot to make some insulin. Let me remind you how to make some insulin, have this sweet potato and handle that for me. Right. And, and sometimes it's, you know, I mean, it can be the alkalinity component. Constipation is a really big toxic um, process. So we reabsorb hormones and toxins when we're constipated. And it's a really big problem, especially for menopausal and postmenopausal women. And so that relates to the health of the GI tract. Taking a laxative, and my mom was dependent on laxatives. And there was a time, especially, you know, dealing, I've dealt with um, weight issues all my life. There was time that I was dependent on laxatives, but what was it? Was it the, you know, what was, that's not by design. So for me, it was dairy sensitivity. And that was a really big piece. Once I eliminated dairy, constipation went away. And again, supporting the gut microbiome. And that's really important to understand for people because there could be a food sensitivity that's keeping you stuck. And so that's kind of built into each of the five menu pause plans too. Thank you so much again for taking your time to spend with us and share with our audience. Um, you, uh, for those of you listening or watching right now, you can find all the resources show notes, everything we mentioned. And actually, I should probably let Dr. Anna share real quick because we've got some amazing resources I know we want to point them to uh, if they're interested. Um, where can they find you, your work, um, in, information about menu pause? Again, I'll link to this in the show notes, but what are some great places to go for them? Yeah, so um, definitely follow me at the Girlfriend Doctor on Instagram. I'm on Instagram and TikTok, but mostly on Instagram. That's where I keep track of my kids and my grandbaby. So um, it's a great place to find me there. And I'm in the process of in the midst of doing a daily pause series. So um, that's really fun. And on my website is dranna.com, D-R-A-N-N-A.com. I have many free resources. My books can be gotten from any bookstore and many pause is available April 12th. We've got a several bonuses that go with that, including a diabetes, pre-diabetes masterclass for women, really addressing 
this risk, you know, the risk factors for women specifically with diabetes, and it's the first of its kind. So you definitely want to listen to that masterclass. And then a quiz, menopause quiz. So I've got five great plans in the book, but maybe, you know, want to see which is your next right step. And you can take that quiz to, to help you along the journey too. Those are fantastic. So those, those will link to all those resources in the show notes. And then for those of you listening or watching, you can find all of, all of the resources and show notes that we mentioned today and everything about this episode over at bonecoach.com forward slash menu pause, Dr. Anna Kabeca. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, it's Bone Coach Kevin Ellis. Hope you found that episode helpful and that you enjoyed it. Just one last reminder, if you haven't done so already, Head over to bonecoach.com, sign up for your free seven-day osteoporosis kickstart. It's going to tell you everything you need to do to start getting on the path to improvement. Hope you found this helpful. I'm your bone coach, Kevin Ellis. I'll see you soon.